I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Friday, January 5th. I hope you're having a great day. We're glad to be with you on the radio, 95.9 F- 95. FM. Uh, that's our local station. We're on the radio app. If you are uh, not near a, a radio, whether your car or, or your house, and you've got a smartphone or a tablet or a computer, you can pull us up online and you can listen that way. We also have a podcast that you can download and you can listen to the winning side broadcast uh, for every day. And then uh, Facebook and YouTube, we welcome listeners there. I hope you're having a good day, and uh, we're glad to be with you on this Friday. I do want to say, if you missed uh, this morning, uh, we have our With All My Heart broadcast. That's a broadcast for ladies, and uh, my wife does that uh, most Fridays. Uh, Brother David, your wife's going to be doing one soon, and uh, Miss uh, Brother Nathan's wife, Miss Grace, she'll be doing one soon. Uh, Brother Dan's wife, Miss Kelly, she just did one, I think it was last Friday. And so we've got uh, some of our uh, pastor's wives that are doing the broadcast for ladies, and those are on Friday mornings at 8.30 on the radio, replay at 3.30, and then also you can find it on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, of course, you can also listen on the radio app, but uh, I hope that uh, those will be a blessing to you. Uh, Friday, it is cold, and uh, I'm a little nervous, to be honest with you. It was so cold this morning, <clears throat> and then I see there's a chance of a lot of rain tomorrow, and if that rain tomorrow would have happened today, I think we'd be buried in snow because it is freezing out there today. Tomorrow's supposed to be a little bit warmer, and then here's the good news. Sunday is supposed to be nice as well. No snow, uh, no ice, praise God, because we need to have church. It's the first Sunday of the new year, and it is our Vision Sunday. Uh, We're going back to the early service, 845, and then Sunday school at 10, morning service at 11, evening service at 6, and I'm very excited about getting back on our regular schedule after Christmas and New Year's and all of that. Of course, we're uh, running the buses again. It's going to be great, and I'm excited about uh, this Sunday. Don't miss uh, the services. We're just really two days away, and uh, it's going to be wonderful. I hope you be much in prayer for uh, the day on Sunday. And then on January 21st, that is two weeks uh, from uh, Sunday. And hard to believe it's two weeks. Uh, Brother Bruce Fry will be our very special guest. He'll be preaching uh, in the evening service. He'll be singing in all the services on that Sunday. And uh, we're looking forward to a wonderful time with Brother Fry. I hope you'll invite somebody to come and uh, don't miss it. Don't you miss that service. And don't say, well, somebody might take my seat. Well, you know what? Somebody took your seat on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve and you survived, so you'll be okay. Uh, But I hope you'll keep that in mind. And then we've got some exciting things coming up in February. And I'll tell you more about that as it gets closer. Happy birthday today to Scott Mason. A happy birthday today to Norma Todd. 
And a happy birthday today to Avery Russ. And Brother David's in the studio uh, this morning, or at lunchtime here. And uh, Avery's birthday, she is three years old today. And so a very happy birthday to Avery. Uh, she is a blessing. We thank God so much for bringing the Russes. We thank God for David and Jen too. But of course, you know, uh, we're certainly glad that Avery's here. She is a sweet girl. And a happy birthday to you. Let's pray today for our church uh, pray for a great day Sunday. Pray for our school. Uh, we're back in school this week. We started on Tuesday, and it's been a good week at the school. Uh, pray for our missionaries. Uh, pray for all of our ministries. Pray for our members. Uh, let's pray for one another. We've got folks right now who are grieving the loss of loved ones. Let's pray for those folks. Pray for those that are in the hospital, uh, those preparing for surgery, those recovering from surgery, those awaiting test results. Let's be much in prayer uh, for one another. And what a, what a privilege we have to carry everything to God in prayer. Let's not miss out on the opportunities that we have every day uh, to pray and to talk to God. We're going to go to a song, and right after this song, we will get into our Bible study. We're in the book of Jeremiah. I think you'll enjoy this song, uh, sung by the North Valley Teen Choir. Uh, there is a crown awaiting, and I hope you enjoy this great song.
Amen. That's a great song. I appreciate uh, that's the North Valley Baptist Church Teen Choir, uh, school choir, uh, but the teens were all in that uh, school, North Valley Baptist School. I was talking to Brother David during that song. We think it was about four years ago. It was probably about 65 or so uh, students that sang. Brother uh, Sean Jackson led that choir. I remember being there. Uh, for one of the pastor's conferences where Brother Treber had all those teens come in and uh, they sang and did a good job. And it was a beautiful sight just to see all those teens uh, singing and uh, worshiping the Lord. And so I praise God for that. I see we got a lot of folks that are watching today and uh, those that have commented. I'll mention um, Sheila. We're glad to have you. You're uh, cer certainly a faithful listener. Uh, Mrs. Reyes, uh, happy Friday to you. And I understand your birthday was yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. And so a happy birthday to you. Um, I've got, uh, let's see, Deborah, thank you for tuning in. You are a blessing. And uh, my Aunt Vicki is uh, watching from Rockford, Illinois. And uh, I don't know, it might be colder here. I'm not sure. I haven't checked. It might be colder here than it was in Rockford this morning at 8 o'clock. I was walking back from the church to my house and it was 23 degrees. It was frigid. And so, and if you're, you know, if you're already in a place where it's below zero, I'm sorry. We are wimps here. We admit that. We understand that. Uh, but when it gets that cold for us, uh, it's something else. Uh, let's see here. I saw uh, Jimmy. Thank you for tuning in. I see your note there. And uh, we've got others that are uh, watching as well. And I certainly uh, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to join us and to be with us for this broadcast. We're looking at the life of Jeremiah. We've taken a couple of days to talk about his compassion. And, and that's such a major part of his life and ministry. He's known as the weeping prophet uh, because he never lost his burden for his people. Now, do you think sometimes he got frustrated? Absolutely. You think sometimes he got upset? Oh, I'm sure he did. Just like you and I get frustrated and we get upset. Sometimes the people you do the most for are the people that appreciate it the least, right? Uh, sometimes the ones you invest the most in are the ones that will turn around and stab you in the back. And you say, well, that's exactly my point. That's why I don't care. No, no, no. You're missing the whole thing. Uh, we're not called to have compassion just on people that appreciate it. We're called to have compassion on people that need it, people that need the Lord, people that are hurting. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He loved, he cared about, he wept over people that would eventually crucify him. And if they crucified Jesus, uh, don't for a minute think that you and I are going to go through this life uh, without ever having our feelings hurt, without ever having somebody say something mean or to be, uh, you know, uh, falsely accused or to be misunderstood. Just, just count on it. It will happen. Uh, now, don't, don't say things and do things to make it happen. But the Bible says, blessed are ye when men shall revile you persecute you, say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. That's the key word there, falsely. Uh, rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. And Jeremiah is certainly one of those prophets that was persecuted. We, we saw his compassion, his tears, his weeping for his nation. He wrote an entire book of lamentations uh, to, to show and to record uh, the sorrow and the grief that he had for his people. But I want you to see today, not only his compassion, but number two, I want you to see his country. 
Jeremiah was born in the town of Anathoth, which was just a few miles away from Jerusalem. Now, this is important because that means Jeremiah was born into the southern kingdom of Israel. The southern kingdom would be Judah. Uh, the northern kingdom, we refer to that as Israel and uh, the, the northern tribes, but Judah, he was born into the southern. Now, at the time of Jeremiah's life, the northern kingdom of Israel had already gone into Assyrian captivity. They were already in captivity. But the southern kingdom, which would be Judah, they were not yet in captivity, but they would be soon in Babylonian captivity. So it's just, it's important to clarify that. Uh, when we say Israel, many times we refer to the whole thing, but when it comes to the divided kingdom, Israel would be the northern and Judah would be the southern. Now, Jeremiah's father, the Bible says in chapter 1 and verse 1, the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests that were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin. So we see that Jeremiah's father was Hilkiah. It is very likely that this Hilkiah, the priest, was the same one who found the book of the law during the reign of King Josiah. Uh, this is the event that sparked a revival. It's found in 2 Kings 22 and 2 Chronicles 34. So Jeremiah is born to Hilkiah, the priest, and Jeremiah is in the southern kingdom. He's in Judah, and Josiah was the king of Judah at the time that Jeremiah started his ministry. Now, Josiah the king and Jeremiah the prophet, they were about the same age. They were probably about a year apart. It's very likely that they knew each other, not just as king and prophet, but it's very likely they knew each other as friends. Uh, with Hilkiah being a priest and Josiah being raised in the palace and of course became king at a very early age, it's very likely that they knew each other, that they were friends even from their childhood. But the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 2 that the word of the Lord came to him in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign. So when Jeremiah started his ministry, Josiah had been king for 13 years. You say, well, how could they be about the same age? because Josiah started and, and started to reign and he became king when he was only eight years old. Can you imagine that? Uh, my wife and I, we have five children. Our twins, Lacey and Savannah, are 12. Chloe, who is in second grade, is eight. Kylie, who is um, six, she's in first grade. And then Micah is four and he's in K4. I cannot imagine having an eight-year-old be the king of a nation. Now, uh, praise God for, you know, different people have better abilities and mature faster and have more wisdom and all that. But can you imagine your eight-year-old child being in charge of you or your eight-year-old child being in charge of you as a grandparent? Can you imagine your eight-year-old child being in charge of your little town, but then to be in charge of the whole kingdom? But that's how it was. Josiah, at the age of eight, became the king. So the 13th year of Josiah's reign, he was 21. Jeremiah would have been about 20 when he began to preach. I want you to see, and well, we're already out of time. I want you to see though, a little bit about Jeremiah's country, his nation. 
You know, it's amazing that the reason that Jeremiah had such compassion was that he had a great love for his people. He had a love for his country. And friend, I want to tell you, your love for God ought to be greater than your love for your country. No doubt about it. It's not even up for debate. But I will say this. I think you ought to love your country. I think you ought to care about this nation. And uh, you say, well, I don't like this country. Well, you're free to move somewhere else. You can go find a country you do love. But as long as God has placed us here in the United States of America, I hope we'll love our country. I hope we'll pray for our country. I hope we'll vote. I hope we'll get involved. I hope we'll, we'll do all we can to see this nation succeed and more importantly, to see this nation turn back to God. That was Jeremiah's burden for his country. We'll pick up next week uh, on that thought. But for today, I hope you have a wonderful day and a great weekend. And we'll look forward to seeing you on Sunday for our Vision Sunday. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. On the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.